All right, everyone, welcome to Growth Minded Conversations, our new weekly podcast where we're discussing growing lives, businesses, wealth, and mindset. And today I'm super excited um, to be the host, um, Christina Arias, one of the co-founders of Growth Minded Talent Solutions, but I'm here with Brett Corrade, Lab Realty Groups, Northern Virginia, DC area, Maryland. Um, Brett, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Hi, my name is Brett. I'm here to talk to you about. <laughs> I and if that's how you showed up in your business, you and I both know we wouldn't be here today. Absolutely, 100. <laughs> hey, uh, Christina, good to see you. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Brett. My wife and I work together. We are the Lab Realty Group. She's Lisa, and I get second billing. And Brett, and. Um, so she's been a licensed realtor for 24 years uh i spent a career as a navy pilot for 25 years wrapped up as director of legislative affairs out of the pentagon and on the hill and uh then i went into real estate lisa basically uh lisa and i spent a lot of time talking about the end then what uh after it was time to hang up the fireproof pajamas and she kept on saying real estate and i kept on saying i'm good i've seen what you do I can't deal with people like that. And uh, I'd prefer to fly jets off of the end of aircraft carriers in the middle of the ocean than deal with real estate. Is that what? Yeah, exactly. But you know, what's funny is uh, what I came to understand in the last fistful of years in my career is that as much as the adrenaline stuff really uh, got me going, obviously, it got me excited. Um, what my heart was really passionate about was interpersonal leadership mentoring and, and counseling the, the guys and gals that worked for me and crisis management, strategic planning and operational right, and, and all of these things that go into being a successful military officer also are the exact same skills and talents that go into being a top tier crush it real estate agent, mentoring, high pressure, high stakes, high stress advising getting people together like everything all those skills land perfectly in real estate and after i worked with a few clients what i realized is i when it's a when it's a really good transaction and when it's a really good relationship i would literally and still do after six years now full time doing this full time i literally get the same buzz that i would when i roll in behind the boat uh to to land on the boat it, it just it's amazing so uh been doing this full time for like i said about six years and uh been growing and uh we just insist on keeping the bar high for us and everybody that works for us i love that so we now have a new way to recruit people into real estate that if they're adrenaline junkies they can get the same high yeah um, the can. other side of of the the deal that's gone sideways they keep it together and all that i'm i'm yeah. Just saying, I'm going out and recruiting people tomorrow with that one liner. For people that have been in a cockpit and make decisions quick and have a gregarious personality, and you're going to create. Oh, wait, you have to have a personality? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty incredible real estate team if you use that as a recipe, I'm telling you. Right? Absolutely. So, Lisa's been in the business, give or take 24 years, yep. right? You, you've been full time in it, hands on six. Yep. Um, what was it? that happened in your business that led you to know it was time to go beyond just you and Lisa and actually start looking to, to hire some support for you guys? 
my life started sucking. <laughs> and that's not an Tell me exaggeration. More, Brett. <laughs> right. Uh, so the reason that I hung up the uniform at the end of 25 years is we had two, at the time we had two teenage sons and I was tired of being gone. I was tired of not being home. I was tired of not being an active part of my family on a regular basis. And Lisa and I spent a lot of time talking about that. And, uh, and that was the decision. And after a couple of years in real estate, business had gotten to the point where guess what? I wasn't home. And when I was, I was super busy and I was on the phone and I was on the computer and, and I wasn't an active part of the family. And we were literally right back where we were when we said, it's time to hang up this career and do something different. And I, I got to a point where I just, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, all right, look, what's important in your life? And does the way I'm living my life reflect what I am saying is important? And the answer was no. And so I knew it was time to make some changes. And there are people, I'm going to make the assumption that there are some of our listeners that have absolutely struggled with that work-life balance, right? Especially in the industry that we're in, in real estate. Um, and to your point, it happens whether we're in real estate or not, right? Uh, you, you were gone. You were high stakes in, in your career, right? Over the years. And yet you're missing out on what was most important to you. Um, some people might make a choice to take a step back, right? And, and not lean into the business, not lean into growth, right? And just go, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to do this much business every year. Um, you made a different decision, right? You, you chose to say, no, how do we continue the growth trajectory and find the right leverage or people to help us with that so that you can still do that advising, the mentoring, all the things that you love with real estate and be present with family. Is that fair? I, I might be connecting yeah. some dots, but. Yeah, no, and that's a, and that's an accurate way to connect the dots. That's, that's an honest way to connect the dots. I, uh, I absolutely, one of the solutions or one of the, the courses of action that Lisa and I had talked about was, all right, well, Maybe we just need to say no to clients and refer people out. And we only work with this small little group of people that we want to work with and, you know, and have a much simpler, quieter life. And that was absolutely one of the options. And uh, I've never been a step away from a adversity kind of personality even, right? So I started out as a commercial fisherman when I was 12 years old in the family business. So I kind of learned work hard and don't say no way early in my life. And so I, Lisa and I really kind of leaned into that part of it and just yeah. said, it's time to figure out how to do it differently. Um, if we're going to achieve what we had decided we wanted to achieve, which was really not about our family and it wasn't about our own financial situation. It was about how do we get to a point where we can give more and still pay for college tuitions and still pay for mortgages. Awesome. So this was really about how to give is what it turned into. So tell us about, you, you know, you guys have the conversation, you make the decision, you're, you're going to lean into the growth. You're going to lean into the storm, right? Um, lean right into that. Um, tell me about that process. Maybe when, when you first decided and then what next steps you took and what that journey was like. Yeah. So, uh, 
remember I kind of summarized, how did I know it was time? And I said, because my life sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was a pretty simple answer, right? Or well, it was a simple answer. It wasn't an easy process after the answer. The simple answer was, I, I need leverage. I need people or person or persons to help do stuff because there was too much requirement, not enough resource. And I needed to spread that out a little bit. And so uh, I started out with hiring a, uh, a part-time air breathing local transaction coordinator slash assistant who was a, uh, an agent who didn't like working with clients and was looking for something a little different and wasn't really performing the way he wanted to perform, but knew how to do stuff. And, uh, and that was kind of maddening, uh, honestly, great guy. Great, really great guy. I like him as a person, but as a, as a part of the company and the team, like you don't take somebody who's not performing and plug them into an environment like we have and expect that they're not going to be overwhelmed. And so that lasted a couple of months and, uh, and I said goodbye. Um, and then I used a, uh, a virtual assistant locally. Uh, so she was she 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 was here in Northern Virginia, um, and was just getting started. Great great uh, uh, referrals and reputation. I talked to a lot of people that she had worked with in in a different capacity as a uh, as an executive assistant to a very high powered uh, person in the D.C. area, and uh, and that was also very frustrating because she didn't know real estate and I was things were moving so fast that it just it was I didn't have time to stop and train because things were just building uh, so ultimately that didn't work out and then I decided to go with a virtual online uh, straight up VA like people think when you think VA um, and uh, and I picked the first I got a, a batch of five people I got to interview three people and I picked somebody out of that out of that three person virtual interview and she was good, but she just wasn't she had a hard time sustaining. So I'd get her trained up and then she kind of slide back down a little bit. Uh, so that one didn't work out. And uh, so at this point in time, I, I took a breath. Right. I was in coaching uh, with a pretty incredible coach and uh, had been on had already gone through a previous coach and was frustrated by that experience and did a bunch of asking around like people that knew me and loved me and understood me. I'm like, I need somebody that's going to be able to coach me, not somebody that everybody's like, oh, they're great. And I got pointed in the direction of this pretty awesome coach by two different people in two different places. And I uh, had a call with her and she said, yeah, I don't have room on my schedule. And, uh, and then she said yes. And that was about a year plus ago. And it, it's just awesome. So I offer all of that because I had somebody in my life that I trusted professionally as well as personally. Mm. And, uh, and so I was able to step back and listen and hear in a totally different way. Uh, and part of that required me to look in the mirror and say, look, what are you really trying to do? Are you trying to turn pennies into copper wire or are you trying to create something that's going to be a legacy? Um, and, uh, and so I invested in leverage. And so the first thing I did was 
had my coach come on board from a uh, from a growth-minded solution uh, perspective and helped me find the right VA, uh, which was awesome. Um, so I want to slow you down just a little bit um, because I think there's some key points in there, right? Um, and and you you and I both know I I strongly believe in coaching and I value that, right? Um, as do you. And whether it's a coach or somebody else, having that outside person that we trust that has enough insight into who you were as a person, but also to kind of slow you down and go, hold on a second, time out. For what purpose, right? Do, are you looking for this? What's that long-term vision? What's your why behind this? It sounds like that trusted voice, but along with kind of that reflection piece of, hold on, but for what? Why? Yeah. That that was pivotal for you. Sure. Okay. I, I, I like to call it um, duct tape and, and, and band-aids. <laughs> like you were you were doing this duct tape and band-aid approach without like really having clarity on what you wanted. Is that well I I, I would rephrase that just a little bit. I didn't have clarity on what I needed. I had clarity on what I wanted. I wanted somebody to come on board who was going to be able to stay paced with me and who was going to be able to see the problem, not just what I was asking them to do. I knew what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know how to find that person. That was really the, that was the, the inflection. So, um, for instance, um, there's there's organizations out there, coaches out there, whatever they might be that that do, I'm gonna say a needs analysis, we do it with our buyers and our sellers, right? We do that upfront needs analysis where we dig in to like, not just, oh, you wanna buy a house or you wanna sell a house, but what's actually important to you about that and what results are you looking to create as a, right, as a byproduct. Sure. And, and so getting clarity for you, not just of, the why the what right but but also kind of cleaning up maybe even culturally like like what are your values and how do we find somebody that'll that'll come alongside you um and support those values for you yeah and, and the uh and who fit with the gaps that existed that I wasn't aware of. Because what I found myself doing is just hiring people who seem to have the the talent, or not the talent, they seem to have the skill to do the task that I didn't want to do. And I wasn't giving a lot of consideration to personality. I wasn't giving a lot of consideration to their why, to their drive, to what they're trying to accomplish. And so the conversation helped me understand that I'm not just trying to create a team of people that, you know, right. I had a very military mindset, a very aviation mindset. I'm looking for a bunch of people that are going to wear fireproof pajamas, jump in the cockpit next to me. We're going to go, we're going to think the same, talk the same, communicate the same, right. There's going to be, it's seamless and it's easy. And that's a really terrible way to create a real estate team is what I figured out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because the military does all that front end stuff for you. So that by the time you jump in the cockpit with somebody, you're speaking the same language, thinking yep. the same things right so so what happened next 
So, uh, so that brought that VA on board and uh, great fit, awesome. That we went from, I went from uh, looking at five applications, three video interviews and picking one to going through, I think about maybe 15, 20 applications going through five video interviews and then picking one. And that took about a month and a half to get through all of that. And mind you, this whole month and a half, I was back to being Lobo solo and it, I was ready to be done. Like, oh man, I was ready to have somebody in the slot, get them in the seat, just take, just make the pain stop, make the bad man go away, you know? And, uh, and thankfully I was in a, I was in a relationship with my coach and she was able to say, just breathe. You need, you've already gone through this, right? And she kind of brought me back to my before and I'm like, all right, got it. And it was, it was awesome. So yeah, the right. hiring out of desperation can the probability of hiring out of desperation and fire finding the, the best fit slim to none, right? I, sometimes it works. I'm not yeah. saying, I mean, just probability it could happen, but probably not. Right? I think the, I think the probability of hiring out of desperation and firing out of frustration is got a huge overlap. If you look at that. <laughs> end of I like that. Yeah. Hiring out of desperation, firing out of frustration. Yeah. I, I so, might have done that a time or ten in my world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a reason that you guys are so good at what you do because you've you've you know walked through it. Um, all right. So uh, so that was working really great. The VA was working really great. His name is Rox. He's still on uh, on the team. Does incredible work. Um, and it got to the point where I needed somebody sitting at a desk locally to interface with him more regularly in real time because it was just it was taking too much of my mental capacity uh to be with clients and doing all the work with clients and give him the direction that he needed so that he was able to provide the support that i need yeah so yeah so that was kind of the next the next step for us um yeah, so you so, got experience like asking for referrals, finding people locally. What was different this time? Um, so I still asked around. I asked people. I asked other teams in the office. I'm like, hey, how did you find your EA? What do you? How many EAs did you go through? Uh, executive assistant, uh, and uh, and I got a lot of input like that. And uh, and I talked to my coach and. Uh, uh, wound up with a very clear understanding that uh, I wasn't, I didn't have a really great track record of figuring that out on my own and being able to serve clients. And uh, so enter growth-minded talent solutions. Awesome. So take me through that. Um, and I, again, I'm gonna make some assumptions along the way. So, so course correct the assumptions. Um, I can't imagine somebody that was in the military at the level that you were for 25 years, right? Like fighter pilot, working in the Pentagon, things like that, um, that letting go of control, it just no problem comes so naturally to you. I can't imagine that's true. (laughs) Um, so letting go of that, that control over the process, right. And, and not just trusting the process, but trusting the people that were handling it. Tell me a little bit about that side of that experience for you. Letting go of control. So, uh, 
I heard a quote a month ago or so at uh, Keller Williams Megacam, and uh, it was actually not about leverage, it was about finances. And I wish I could attribute it off the top of my head because it was such a great quote. But uh, what the speaker said is, the most expensive line item on a P&L is ego. Ooh. Right? Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> hey, you leave me out of this. I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> and and so I kind of I started realizing what was going on was I uh, because I've uh, because I'm coming out of my entire life right from commercial fisherman to what I did in the Navy, all of that had a very high cost of error. Um, you know, you you make mistakes in either of those situations and there's going to be, I'm not trying to overstate it, but there's going to be a lot of broken people and or dead people. Right. right. And so that's a lot of, right. 25 years plus I was 12. So that's 36 years of being in an operating environment where the cost of failure is, is unacceptably high. Yeah. And what I realized, is that that was really bleeding over into my business paradigm and what i didn't realize at at the time was that in order to be successful as an entrepreneur i had to become very comfortable with making mistakes and failing and learning and getting up and moving forward again and uh and, and that, that it's not life and death right because yeah. it was, it had been life and death for so long. Sure. And yet in real estate, not so much. Yeah. I mean. And I would say that, you know, I, I would like, I would joke about it there. You know, people would be like, you know, oh, hey, how's business going? I'm like, man, it's awesome. I got X number of these, X number of that, da, 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 da. And you know what? Nobody's going to die today and I don't have to worry about it. So that like it, the, the sound came out of my face, but it wasn't coming from my heart. It was just a quip. And what I understood, what I came to understand is that it's okay. Uh, it's okay and it's actually a, a, a requirement for really strong growth to be willing to A, make the mistake and B, accept, here's the ego part, accept that I'm not better than everybody at everything. There's tons of people out there that are better at me, better, better at doing what I wanna do than I am. And, uh, and that was a hard thing for me to get over. Right. Um, my, my dad lives in my mind with that one, the, the jack of all trades, master of none. Or, right. I mean, we might be really, really good at a whole lot of things as a jack of all trades. And yet in real estate, especially right as a business owner, it puts that cap, that ceiling on us yep. if we have to keep it all to ourselves. Yeah. Right. You so, know, Admirals, just to close out that point, I, Admirals and generals, general and flag officers, um, they're they're generalists. They're good at a lot of stuff, right? Might be a kick-ass fighter pilot, but you put the star on, that's not your job anymore. Your job mm -hmm. is to do all kinds of different stuff. Yep. You don't see anybody wearing a star in their collar turning a wrench. No. No. And but they oversee the they... people that oversee the people that turn the wrench. That's right they're running the organization and and that was a mindset shift that i had to go through so as you went through that process with growth-minded talent right because they they did I, I mean i'm i'm part of it so i know right like we we do the 
that we put the ad out there. We do the resume review for you. We do the phone screen. We do, right. We do every single step, um, to kind of weed out all the no's for you. Like the, Oh, good Lord. No, <laughs> right. Those people get weeded out. So they never get put in front of you. Right. So you don't fall in love with their personality and not be able to se separate what an amazing human they are from whether or not they can actually do what you need them to do in your business. Um, and then you get to meet them finally, you know, in those last few stops on the other side of all that, right. Knowing how amazing Helena's been, right. Since, since we brought her on, trained her and all of that stuff. If you were to look back and talk about what your highs and your disappointments were going through that process, what were they? Um, one of the highs would definitely be the uh, the clarity with which the process was laid out and then followed. So, right, this it, it basically was exactly how Lisa and I mentor our clients. Like this is this is what your this is what your experience is going to be from here until you've got keys in your hand, and it gives a sense of calm in a in an otherwise fairly tumultuous and emotional process, right? Mm -hmm. And finding talent, what I've come to understand is finding talent is a fairly tumultuous and emotional process. And so uh, it gave me a very, very deep sense of confidence in the process. Um, one of the points of friction was the time that it took. I'll tell you straight up. Um, I was getting impatient and I was getting a little frustrated. Like I, I knew what the process was. I could see it, right? <laughs> but the, each step and each phase was taking longer than I wanted to, to take. Because again, it, I'm in a position at that point in time, I'm in a position in my business where I needed someone. Yes. I didn't like, want someone. Life sucked again, right? Like, like yes. you're back to life sucks. Exactly. Like, come on, can't you find me somebody, right? This wasn't just a, hey, I'd like to have somebody around, you know, to do email for me. I needed someone. And so there was pain and discomfort and frustration going on. Yeah. Um, I think part, another part, another high I will say is uh, um, when I would see the number of people that were getting vetted right and it, i'm like this is not like this is not your fly-by-night guy in the office says oh yeah i can run an ad on you know wherever and you know yeah let me put that in the group facebook uh yeah. see what totally you up, right? i did it for four other agents you know and uh and i realized this is not that this is this is a very serious and very focused process that's very wow. committed to making sure that every single person they introduce to one of the, one of their clients is going to be a crushing home run. Yeah. You, you caused me to be curious. So I pulled up the ad real quick. We had 85 candidates yeah. that applied. Yep. And, and this isn't normal, by the way, I'm pretty sure that we only ended up putting one in front of you. Um, there right. might have, is that right? Yeah. Um, so I want you to think like we went through 84 people um that were hard nose to but at, but at different points in the stage which was another part of the the frustration that i experienced right is because we're like oh we're so close that's right 
That's right. And I'm like, Lord, please, I, just, <laughs> I need to breathe and I need to sleep. And uh, I'm like, we're almost there. And then I'd get, uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna eliminate so and so from consideration because of this part of the the process. Just like. <laughs> but so, what did you learn right because because i feel that like like somebody's better than you know like like one percent of something's better than zero percent or a hundred percent of nothing right like i get that and we're looking for your one percenter right that, that we want to fit in and you're like i don't care i just want somebody that can come in and fog a mirror and take orders yeah absolutely and so what so did you Gary learn through all that Gary Keller says, never hire out of pain, right? And uh, and what I really want everybody to understand is two things. One, there's a difference between hiring out of pain and hiring out of need, but they probably feel really, really similar, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's something I figured out. And the other thing is because they feel similar, emotionally and, and mentally, my experience was very, very similar. Um, and so what I came to understand is that, and, and I might just be talking to myself, I, I will fully admit that when you're in the midst of when I use I language, Brett, when I am in the midst of that kind of an environment, I have a really hard time getting my hands around objectivity and wisdom, because mm -hmm. there's so much emotion going on in there. Um, and so what, what growth minded talent really brought to the table was objectivity and wisdom. And I just, I literally did not have, not that I can't be objective, not that I don't possess wisdom learned from others mistakes, but I did not have the ability in that time frame to apply that properly and well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of my my clients um, really don't like my sports analogies um, and yeah, I'm going to use one because it's it's being the quarterback on the field and also being the play caller as the quarterback on the field. There's a reason why we have coaches, why we have the people who call the plays, the people who write. Who, yeah who do all of those things that are not on the field, it's, they might be emotionally attached to the outcome, but they're not in the fight. They're not in the battle at the moment. So yeah. their emotions are different and they, they have that different objective perspective. Not that they don't care because they do, but it's just an outside perspective. So let me talk to all the Tom Brady's that are going to be listening to this, right? Metaphorical uh -huh. Tom Brady's because Brady calls his own place on the field, right? Yeah. You know, you know why he does that? Because he's the GOAT. Because he's been doing it his entire life and he's developed the ability to maintain that situational awareness at the same time. You want to know what Tom Brady doesn't do? He doesn't do hiring and firing. He doesn't figure out who to recruit. He doesn't because he... He didn't pick his offensive line? He doesn't pick his offensive line because he doesn't have the ability to maintain situational awareness over that. So for anybody out there who's listening, who's like, dude, I can totally do that. Let me just offer a little bit of a loving finger in the chest. <laughs> Pride and ego are the most expensive line items on a profit and loss. <laughs> okay. Right? So 
Yeah. So in addition to, cause you, you beat me to the punch on my last question. Um, for those who are listening that maybe think that they're Tom Brady and they can not just call their own plays, but hire their own players. Right. And it'll, it's funny in my mind, I just put Helena, you know, little itty bitty Helena in a, in a line or in an offensive lineman picture in my head. And, and yet her job is that right. It's to protect your calendar, to protect your time, to protect, right. Like, so she really is that offensive lineman for you in so many ways. Right. Um, so besides that, that objectivity, which I appreciate that it's, it's a good point. What other advice would you give, um, for anybody who's listening, who, who's realizing that they're in a similar situation somewhere along that journey that you've been on? Uh, so this is just based on my, I'm not, I'm not saying that people, all people are the same. I'm just saying that having spoken with a lot of people who have gone through the same frustrations I've gone through and read a ton and listened to a a bunch, I would say that you need to make a decision. Do Do you want to grow in strength and speed? Or do you just want to keep on heading on the same appreciation curve you've been on, right? You need to make a decision if you want to if you want to bend the curve in your business. Um, if and and there's no right, I, I offer no judgment, right? There, okay. there's plenty of room to say, you know what? I like my shallow growth curve. This works for me then do it yourself. Like, you know, that's totally a reasonable and a reasonable approach. If you're looking at it and you're like, I I want my life back and I want it, I I want it back quickly. And I want to create future capacity and growth. Then just get real with yourself and realize that for me, what I realized is I can either bleed this money out over three years and hate my life, or I can make an investment and get it done. I was hoping a whole hell of a lot quicker than it did, but I was willing to wait 85 people for the right person. Uh, Or you can make that investment instead of three years, you can make that investment in a month and know literally beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've got an incredible strategic piece of talent sitting in your team right out of the gate. And the, the, the changes that that's going to create in your team is just going to be, uh, I mean, you think you can imagine and I'm here to tell you, you can't when, mm-hmm. when you're, when your talent that you hire starts looking at you and going, and this is from somebody who hired somebody who had pretty much zero real estate experience, right? Helene yeah. is incredible. Uh, she had worked for a title company for a little while and that was about it. And she wasn't, she was just like managing a really small piece. Um, over the course of, uh, the, within the first 90 days, she's asking me questions like, why are you doing it like that? Doesn't it make more sense to fill in the blank? Like you take somebody from zero to there in your team, you want to talk about getting excited about what's about to happen. Forget about it. This is so cool. So one of my questions I used to ask my dad, I don't know, my dad's coming up a lot today. Um, one of the questions I used to ask my dad growing up when we'd see like a cool sports car, was not how fast can the car go, but how fast can the gar- car go fast? And it sounds to me like that is what, number one, slowing yourself down 
letting go of control and dealing with the frustration to find the right human. And then also bringing in trusted voices, right? To, to help find that right person, help not just your car, your business go fast, but it helped it go fast, fast. Faster. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so I, I, uh, I don't take offense at you staring at me on this Zoom and thinking about your dad. Like, let's just clear that up. Well, you um, know, he was I'm on the, the Mariner mentor. type of boats, but you know. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, I, for everybody out there that's not looking at the Zoom, I am not an old guy. Okay. I'm a retired. No, guy. as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm older, older than you, I think. Or not. <laughs> but it's really darn close. We'll rock, paper, scissors later. No. Um, so thinking back, so what rocks, you brought rocks on board. Um, how long ago? How long has your, your VA been? Uh, hitting uh, 10 months, I think. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like, like it's, it's been close, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, closer to a year than not a year. Yeah. Um, so Elena, yeah. this point, um, four months uh three and a half yeah actually three three months and three weeks this thursday we're going out to a big monster seafood dinner with her and her uh, boyfriend to celebrate her hitting her 90 day mark and we just haven't had time to do it because Wonderful. This, this is great and just so everybody that's listening knows um we are going to turn the tables um in a coming soon podcast and helene is going to get to tell her side of the story oh excellent. Um, so um because i think there's value in hearing both sides right you know um and i think it'd be fascinating i'm really curious to know what it was like for a candidate like right like going through this process um and then also what it took for her to be able to walk in your office and go why are you doing it that way right because i think we all want that kind of talent we, oh yeah right to help us grow and um, so if you look at like, let's say that last 10 months forward, um, since you, you know, brought rocks on and brought Helena on, um, if you were to kind of give a title to this chapter of the journey in your business, what, what would that title be? What would you call well, those 10 months to a year? You can achieve success by working hard. You can achieve success and joy by working smarter. That's kind of that's kind of my big takeaway is like you know coming coming from my background that one of the things that it has always been a, an item of pride in my character is I work harder than anybody and everybody and it's that's been my whole life it's one of the reasons I was so successful in the Navy and uh, and what I've come to understand is that's an important element to being a successful entrepreneur however, all you do is bring your own strength. You're, it's just, it's going to be hard because you're working hard. So in, in the career visioning courses that Keller Williams has, the first one is career visioning. The second one is 30, 60, 90, right? Covering those, those first 90 days that somebody's on our team. Um, and then the last section in that course is success through others. And it sounds like that's really had an impact for you in getting your life back. Yeah, in, in achieving a new level of success, being more present with your family. Absolutely, it it actually gave me uh, gave me the ability. We actually started a second company. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah we, we won't go down a, that rabbit hole today. But no, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it created space to to do this other thing and uh, and at the same time be present in my family and at the same time find some space to kind of breathe and enjoy a sunset every once in a while and go out on a boat and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys did what, 10 days in the Bahamas, I think? Yeah, um, BBI, we, we rented, uh, us and three other couples rented a sailboat and uh, a big old catamaran and uh, we went bareboating for 10 days and down there. Helena and Rocks held down the fort. Well, Helena and Rocks held down the fort. That's right. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, Brett, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing this journey. Right. And sometimes I know it can be, it, it's really good to put out the, the life is perfect. Look at this amazing hire. Right. It's really easy to put that stuff out there and yet to, to be willing to step into a space and share not just that side of it, but the frustrations and struggles, you know, the, that it's not always perfect, you know, when we pull back the curtain. I appreciate that because I think it's in that space that um, our listeners can um, apply the lessons, look and reflect at where it is in their world, and hopefully create their own growth-minded conversations and steps forward on the other side of this. So thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. I was happy to be here and thank you guys so much for being what you are. You bet. All right, sir. Have a great afternoon. And you. Join Growth Minded Talent Conversations next week as co-founder Christina Arias interviews Amy Dieselkamp, Operations Manager for Growth Minded Talent Solutions, about her journey in finding her next growth opportunity and what it took to get there. See you soon. Let's make it happen. Visit our website, growthmindedtalent.com, and schedule a call with us today. We look forward to hearing from you soon.